Well, all right, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> Hello, folks. Welcome to the Brian Hornback Podcast. This is episode 25, I do believe, and um, glad to have you here. I am uh, exceptionally happy to be here. You know, I told you on episode 24, the last one, that um, we were going to um, no longer talk about the Board of Health or, or the county commission um, undoing the Board of Health. Well, I knew there was something else at the end of the last episode that I wanted to say about that, but, you know, the way my mind was going at the end of that uh, episode 24, I just couldn't bring myself to, to remember what it was. Um, so here's what it is. So as the commission was voting, um, eight to three, uh, to make the board of health advisory. Um, again, let, let's not confuse matters. They didn't vote to dissolve the board of health. They didn't vote to, uh, fire the board of health. They simply said, we're going to make the board of health advisory to Dr. Martha Buchanan or the health director. Um, you know, at first, hopefully the next pandemic won't happen for another hundred years. And then, you know, um, it'll be another health director. Um, but as Larson J, the, the county uh, commission chairman, was talking about it, uh, he mentioned that there had already been one uh, resignation uh, in, I guess, in response to the commission. Um, dissolve the, you making the Board of Health uh, um, advisory. And so uh, there was a lot of speculation that that was Dr. Pat O'Brien. Uh, and then on um, Thursday, uh, when uh, Dr. Buchanan had the media advisory, the, the media briefing, I asked, you know, is it true that Dr. O'Brien has resigned the Board of Health? And uh, Dr. Buchanan said that based on what she'd read in the newspaper, which, you know, it's uh, it's a bit of a stretch to believe anything that the, the Daily Paper writes. But anyway, she said, according to the what she read in the Knoxville New Sentinel, that yes, he had resigned. And, and I also had a follow up question to that was, you know, each person has a specific role on the Board of Health and what role did he serve? And so he uh, serves, as she recalled, he uh, she believed he, he served as one of the physicians. And so the Knoxville Association of Medicine. Um, are the ones that will nominate someone to replace him. I find it interesting that, that he would take that tab, that he would take that, that, that position so abruptly um, because I think that says more about Dr. O'Brien than it does about the board of health or, or the governance of the board of health. Um, this is the same man, Dr. Pat O'Brien, who is the one that really got the Board of Health in hot water by um, suggesting that they ask the governor to allow the, allow the Knox County Board of Health to oversee all the other counties that touch Knox County. So this is this is the individual that, um, from from a from a reasonable man's perspective, from the outside looking in, is. Um, is a man who really wanted to capture more authority by wanting more counties. And then when it 
uh, appeared that that authority was going to be gone from the Board of Health, he was the first one to say, I don't want to serve anymore. And so it's as if the only reason to serve on the Board of Health was for authority. And when that authority is no longer going to be there, then you decide you don't have the time for it. I don't know. You know, again, um, he throws himself into the um, into the public limelight um, in what we call the public official definition by being on the Board of Health. Uh, and certainly those, there's no malice, uh, no malicious intent in what I'm saying. It's just my perspective. It's my opinion. Uh, and we have free speech. Um, so um, hopefully that will be the last I ever say about the Board of Health and about the County Commission uh, making the Board of Health uh, advisory only. Um, so there's that. So we'll see who replaces uh, Dr. O'Brien. I guess the, the folks that make that uh, that appointment uh, suggestion will then get that to the County Mayor, the County Mayor will appoint, and then the County Commission will have to approve it. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll try to let you know who that person is going to be as soon as I know. Um, the Knox County Health Department's only having media advisories every Thursday now. So um, I'll try to make a note that that will be one of the questions I ask is if they have a, uh, if they've received a uh, nomination uh, to replace Dr. O'Brien. Wow. What a, what an end of the week. Um, cancel culture. We've heard about cancel, cancel culture for a while now, right? Um, it was really one of the big topics there, uh, in the presidential election, particularly at the end of the presidential election. Um, but man, it really got in the, in the spotlight, um, this week with, um, state of Georgia's election law, um, um, reform. Um, and, uh, let's see who all is involved in that Delta airlines is involved in it. Coca-Cola is involved in it. Major League Baseball says that they're going to move the All-Star game because of Georgia's election law reform. Um, but, you know, it really brought to light for me, you know, everybody's talking about cancel culture, cancel culture. And, uh, and you know, I watched the press conference that Governor Kemp had, um, and I also watched Chris Christie. If you, if you did not watch This Week with George Stephanopoulos, and, and I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of George, um, a lot of times I watch um, Sports Source, which is the only really, other than Tony Basilio, is the only sports talk I really watch, uh, and I watch it on Sundays. But I did uh, meet the press and face the nation. weren't very good today, so I did happen to flip over and watch George Stephanopoulos. And and you should go check the YouTube of Chris Christie uh, explaining um, Biden's um, uh, failure to com 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 uh, commit to his um, – presidential inaugural address um it's really interesting not 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 ever really been a big chris christie fan but uh, he made some interesting points uh you know in uh in joe biden's own state of delaware they don't even have early voting um and what i found interesting in what uh, georgia's proposing is that they're going to propose like sunday uh, you got to pick saturday or sunday early vote you know here in tennessee we've never had sunday early vote uh, Saturday is always a big day, uh, but we never had to have had Sunday. And we have a five-day cooling-off period in Tennessee uh, where early vote closes. We have it for like 15 days. And then um, we have a five-day cooling-off period. 
uh, between when early vote ends and when the actual election day begins. But we've never voted on Sunday. Um, so that's that's an interesting perspective to me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what I think about it as 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 a candidate and as a um, a lot. You know, I've I've managed campaigns in a number of years, but um, I advise people not to knock on doors on Sunday because you know we're still in the South. We're still we're still the buckle of the Bible Belt. And although we got lottery and and wine in every store imaginable, uh, we're still the buckle of the Bible Belt, and. Um, Although a lot of people don't necessarily go to church on Sunday, um, it's still considered the the day of rest. Um, and so, um, you know, I've just advised people not to do that on Sundays. Um, you know, find some other activities, you know, write some note cards, write some letters, um, do some stuff that you that you wouldn't normally do while you're while you're knocking on doors um, and do that on Sunday instead of knocking on doors. But cancel culture, you know, it, I've been dealing with cancel culture uh, since BrianHornback.com started. Uh, for me, it started in about 2014. Uh, you know, the, the blog's been in operation since 2004. 2013, started putting some ads up. And in 2014 is when um, I really started uh, putting up some uh, political ads. And um, I had a, a, a candidate that was running for um, – countywide office that had committed to put up a a um an ad and um was supposed to meet him the next day and i did meet him the next day uh, but when i met him he had already talked to some folks who had um who had threatened him and said uh, you know you put an ad on there and, and we're not going to raise you no money and the guy needed to buy yard signs and he was stressed and he was um uh not sure what to do uh and we worked it out uh but uh 2014, that continued to happen. Uh, uh, people, uh, uh, candidates would put ads on my website, and then they would get threats. And then, um, fast forward to um, 16, 18, 20. Um, you know, you uh, 18 in particular. Um, there were a lot of candidates that were told uh, not to advertise, or or they wouldn't get support, they wouldn't get money, they wouldn't get um, favor. Um, and you know some people did some people didn't um interestingly enough um there's a there's a couple of people um uh that um in the in the uh in the 2019 now i guess it was 2020 uh a race uh i had um a campaign manager for a candidate asked me if uh, they could um if they could purchase an ad without having an ad on the website and, and that has happened before. Uh, but, uh, I made a, I made a real, um, I felt like a real mistake in 2018 in uh, allowing someone to advertise, um, without having an ad on the website. So, you know, it's, um, I've just said no. in, in 2020, I said, absolutely not. Uh, if you don't want to be on that website, it's not a big deal, you know? Um, so, uh, it still happens. Uh, there's still a lot of, uh, people that, that aren't happy, um, with, uh, political advertisers that advertise on the website and there's still a cancel, cancel culture, uh, that happens, uh, in response to brownhornback.com. That's okay. Uh, into the bottom line is this, the people that do advertise, um, more of them win than lose. Um, 
Chancellor Eddie Pridemore, uh, advertised in 2014. Um, and uh, he only advertised in two places. He advertised on Praise 96.3. And he advertised on BrianHornback.com. And uh, as the Republican candidate for chancellor, uh, he beat the incumbent Democrat. Uh, the incumbent Democrat also advertised on my website. Uh, and so I appreciate everybody that advertises. Uh, but obviously, you know, you highlight the ones um, that, uh, that are the underdogs that, that do succeed uh, on the website. Um, and so, you know, there's no harm, no foul, but, uh, I believe that people are more uh, apt, um, to be successful when they advertise on brownhornback.com and the ones that aren't scared of the cancel culture that's existed here before cancel culture became, um, prominent in America. Um, you know, it's gotten to the point now to where I tell people, Hey, look, when you advertise on here, there's going to be these people and I can name them. Um, who are going to send you letters, who are going to, who are going to um, tell you that uh, they're not going to support you. Uh, at the end of the day, that's ultimately your decision as a, um, as a candidate and, you know, just call it out what it is. Um, but anyway, so um, I was cancel culture before cancel culture was cool. So anyway, with that said, it's going to be an interesting week. Uh, we got some um, stuff going on this week. Um, uh, Metropolitan Planning Commission, they call it Knoxville Planning now. Uh, they've got a big meeting on Thursday, uh, and um, they're going to be, um, they're scheduled or uh, on their agenda is uh, to um, is to deal with that uh, big piece of property up in East Knox County, 488 houses up off Ruggles Ferry Pike. Be watching that one rather close. Um, and, um, you know, we'll see what else MPC Knox Planning has going on. But that's that's a big watch. Also, the um, the property over on uh, Tools Bend, uh, the North Shore Corridor Association, uh, won a court of appeals decision um, to, um, to not allow a big development on 400 acres off of Tools Bend. Uh, I suspect that that one's going to be coming back to Knoxville planning. Um, the biggest issue on that one was uh, tools bend is, is down off North shore near Pellissippi. And it was property that's somewhat secluded. And so they were going to put a water treatment facility back there. Uh, that was in the original plan. And then as they got to Knoxville planning, uh, they decided that they didn't really need it, but it was still in the plan. And ultimately that is what the, um, North Shore Corridor Association uh, filed suit on. And so um, the court ruled and then North Shore Towns, North Shore Corridor Association then um, appealed that judge decision and um, they uh, affirmed the, uh, tri uh, the trial court's decision. So I suspect that developers coming back on that one uh, without a water treatment facility. So we'll see. Uh, but hopefully I'll probably write about that, uh, here this week, uh, about that, uh, about that court of appeals decision. Um, but, um, it's always kind of a slow week, the first week of the month. Um, and so this is the first full week. Uh, and so we will see, um, you know, really it's just NPC going on and then anything that County commission decides to do, I guess we'll be talking about the budget here relatively soon in Knoxville, Knox County. Um, 
U.S. Senator Bill Haggerty was in town, uh, was in the area, and he went over and did a um, <clears throat> he went over and did a tour at Denso, and he also met with some hospital leaders over at Park West Hospital in West Knoxville last week. I didn't go to that because uh, one was um, both of them were kind of a I felt like were were more of a closed intimate event, and so I, I communicated with with Senator Haggerty's. Um, media person informed them that hey you know next time he's in town i'll be there but um i went ahead and let him do the denzo and the in the hospital leaders um without me uh, i did see that he did some extensive interviews with channel six uh, on their uh, tennessee this week program uh, this week so um anyway not a lot of excitement going on uh there's been some political politicalization on a a photo bomb um uh, photo bomb uh, photo that uh, County Commissioner Justin Biggs did with with some of the folks that were uh, up there uh, advocating uh, for the, uh, the stripping the authority from the Board of Health and and the Knox County Democrats tried to make some hay out of it and they raised about twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, the, the Republicans, interestingly enough, had a fundraiser, an online fundraiser, on April the first um, uh, for their first annual Joe Biden Day. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how much money they raise from that. Um, so that's kind of the political shenanigans that's going on. Um, there's already been a, a, a direct mail piece that went out against Lauren Ryder, uh, city council candidate who's up for reelection. Uh, people are pointing their fingers at Jim Clanaris and, and I guess there's another opponent in there, Dan Davis. I don't think that Clanaris is behind the actual, the actual mailer, um, I think it's a I think it's a group that just wants to more conservatives on the city council and uh, they view her as uh, probably one of the probably the one to, to take the to take the brunt. Um, and so, um, you know, it, it's politics. Uh, I saw where um, the the guy who is the Republican who was the Republican opponent to Courtney Durrett, uh has endorsed Lauren. I think his wife is the treasurer for Lauren and. And so there's some Republicans that are not too happy about that. But I said, hey, he never was really Republican anyway. Uh, and then um, I saw where um, the uh, the great pretender, um, uh, State Representative Manus uh, opined that it's the same group that put out some mail on him. Again, that may, if if in fact what the great pretender said um, that it's the same people uh, that those people weren't being backed by Gina Oster uh, or Gina Oster wasn't backing the people that put out that mail. Uh, as far as I know, Gina Oster still doesn't know who those people are. So, Hey, uh, it is, you know, mail is mail. And, um, and those, those um, organizations that occupy that work in that arena of um, opposition research and putting out mail uh, don't always reflect on um, the actual candidate uh, who's running against somebody. So, you know, before you start throwing aspersions at somebody, um, be sure you know what you're talking about. But anyway, um, don't know where that name, the great pretender came from. Um, that's really a bad, um, he's really a bad example for a really great song. But anyway, it just came out. So, uh, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed podcast episode number five of the Brian Hornback podcast. Uh, I've taken a break from doing advertisers on the last podcast and it was noticed by, um, BJ, one of my great listeners, 
uh, and uh, didn't have any ads other than the Anchor FM ad on this one. We'll come back. Uh, I'm kind of um, the people who advertise on BrianHornback.com. Um, it's an extra bonus for them for when, when I plug them on here, uh, and I've just kind of taken a break from that. But that's it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be a permanent break. Uh, if you'd like to advertise, and uh, if you'd like to start uh, receiving. Um, threats and, and uh, comments and, and mail about me from uh, many, many, many years ago, then, hey, uh, holler at me and uh, we'll get you on the on the website so that you too can experience what all my great friends and advertisers get to experience. But anyway, uh, with that said, this is going to conclude episode 25. Y'all have a great day and uh, a great week and we are in spring. Have a great one. See you, bye.